0: Good afternoon from up at Camp Shai. I hope you're all doing great. Today we're learning Maseches Gidim Dakres. And we will, um, in general, be learning in the morning. So we'll be recording and uploading for everyone. Uh, you're welcome to join at 7 a.m. if you'd like. 7 a.m. Dakyaomi on Zoom. Um, and uh, let's get started. We're right now on the very top of Ches Medalla. But we just saw yesterday the Shita of Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef was of the opinion that if you give a non-monetary object, the example given in the Gomorrah, was a silk shawl. And we don't know exactly what the dollar value is. So Rav Yosef was of the opinion that we need to show an evaluation of that item to ensure that it's actually the right price. And even if it's more than a Shavah Prutah, Yosef was of the opinion that even though we know that a woman is Mikhidesha with less than uh, $50 and more than a Shavah but the fact that we don't know how much it is, that alone is problematic. And that brings us to our Gemara, at the very top of Chesim Adal- which wants to try and understand why does your Yosef hold this way? Why does your Yosef hold that we need to know how much an item costs if it's more than a shavapruta? Shalom Aleichem, they're married. So the Gemara gives two approaches to this. Top line of Ches Alek. Amar Yosef mina How do I know that this non-monetary object? Again, we're going to use the example of the silk shawl. How do we know that that non-monetary object has to be evaluated? It so says the Gemara at the time because we have a brisa. The Braisa says, Rashi here tells us this is talking about a case of an Ebed Ibri. And there, without going into the context, it says, A person uh, can be purchased, this Ebed Ibri can be purchased with money, but he cannot be purchased with non monetary items like Tuah and Kaleb. And the Gemara analyzes this. What is the case of the Tuah of Kaleb that we're talking about? When we say that we're not allowed to buy an Ebed Ibri, um, with a uh, with grain and with utensils, what is it exactly that we're talking about? If you want to say that what it means is that we're never allowed to use non-monetary objects, that is posh not true because the Pasik elsewhere says elsewhere we see that a shvekes of Kikesef in regards to an ebonibri is the same. So it cannot be that when the Gemara and the Brice on the top of the page says that, um, that A no it can't mean that we're not able to create a transaction with the Avidivri around non-monetary items. That can't be, because again, we have another drusha. And as well, the And if what you're saying is that the tua of a are less than the Shava We'll push it that that won't work because there is no transactions that are less than a Nami. <laughs> Who cares? Even if you had kasef, it doesn't matter. Lemaisa doesn't work. El it must be. What is the case that the Bryce is talking about when it says that an evet ivri cannot be purchased with Twin Kelim? It must be the Iskahu Shalotuta, the Kelim, the Lo since we don't know the fixed amount of the Twen, the Kelim, we don't know the market value of those things. Therefore, Low, the evidence cannot be purchased with them. And then what we infer from here is that when can two of a caleam work if we do know how much it is? And that is Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef said that we need to know the market value of an item. We need to know how much the silk shawl costs. If we know how much it costs, then yeah, no problem. You could be in the kudeshes, but we need to know how much it costs. And therefore, as the Gemara said at the bottom of Davzayan and the base. And a very, where are we? He's on three lines from the bottom of Zion and the Beids. Rav Yosef, she Yosef, Shuma that uh, we need to know exactly how much it is. The Gemara says, Raba who on the bottom of Zion and the base is the counterpart. He disagrees with Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef said, we need to know how much the silk shawl cost. Raba says, what's your problem? We know that it's a shalaputa. What then would Raba do with this Marimakam? Because this Marimakam seems to be pretty clear that the two of Akkadim can in fact be used to purchase the avid from the groin, in that particular case, as long as we know the value. So then maybe we should bring that back over to the world of Kiddushin. And that's Akasha and rabba. So to this, the Morris says, kama." no, no, that's not the Braissa. Pshat in the bris is the Torah's who nickname the has to be with the concept of money and not with the concept of And this is discussed in Rashi. What does this mean? Eight lines down. Also says the Gemara, what are we talking about? You're not allowed to use Khalipan. We sometimes use inanimate objects, non monetary, I shouldn't say inanimate. We sometimes use non monetary items to purchase things. We do this by Kedushin, by a We do this all the time, a King in says the Gemara, what does the Gemara mean? We're 10 lines now. It must be Chalipin. So, therefore, according to Rabba, we circumvented this price as being a problem for Rabbah. And now both Rabbah and Rav Yosef have a firm ground to stand on. According to Rav Nachman, who holds that you can never use these things for Khalipin, then Rabbah's answer just fell away. Rabbah said, maybe Pshat and the Bryce at the top of the page is that the reason by the Ebed-Ivri that we're not allowed to use for the Kerem is because we can't do Khalipin. Rav Nachman says you can never do chalipin. So now, Kasha again on Rabbah. How then do you understand that Bryce after all? Chalipin can never be done. So you can't say that that's what the line means in the Bryce at the top of the page. So it says the Gemara. And the really the appropriate answer, the right way to understand how a Bryce at the top of the page is as follows. We're talking about a case where really the Tavu Avakalim are not a Shavu nana. And if you're going to ask, I don't understand. No transactions happen when they're less than pruta. Not Kedushin and not Lominous. Nothing. It's a zero. It's a total zero. So to that. The Gemara says, Lomi Boya kama. You're right. It's teaching me something obvious and then something else. Lomi Boya kesif. I don't need you to tell me that if the money is less than the Shavapruta, the Shava pruta in Ilovo, when it comes to the actual monetary transaction, there we say that the Shavapruta is the line of the same. But, about Vakalim, I might have argued different. There's something unique about a V'Kalim that even when it's less than a Shavah Prutah, there's an immediate benefit to the the V'Kalim. What's that immediate benefit? Ema, There, there's an immediate use. You have the food right now. You can eat it right now. So that's very usable. So hava meaning the gomara makna that perhaps we would have assumed that this would have been a sufficient kenyan for the Ebed Ivri, ka And that's why the Gemara then, uh, uh, says that Ravah is all set and good, no problem at all. Then the Gemara says, let's see what Rav, uh, Rav Yosef's second raya is because Rava just undermined answer number one, no problem. A third of the way down on the the Gemara says, Ama Rav Yosef, amin Allah, how do I know that the silk garment needs to be assessed? So to this, the Gemara says, in we have a brystah. The brystah says, in regards to the mitzvah of Again, Pijon Aben, is not the most common of mitzvahs. So you need to have a father and a mother, neither of whom are Levim or Kohanim. And in all cases, it has to be a boy that's firstborn, no miscarriages, v'chulay. And the Gemara says, mm-hmm. Let's say that the father says when he's dialoguing with the Kohen, I'm giving you an Egel instead of a chamisha slime that the Torah prescribed. So then the Gemara says, mm-hmm. I'm giving you the thalus, this garment. Lo It's a total zero. Why not? Well, let's see. Egel zeb the pidyon If I equate this egel, which is in fact five slaim, then that counts as a pidyon. And your are yotze the mitzvah pidyon azem, a pidyon aben, or tal zeb bechamish slaim the pidyon beni, no padui. That actually works. That says the Gemara. I pidyon heichidami. What are we talking about? Ilema de lo shavi. If you want to say that it's not shavi to the chamish slaim, kind of question is that. Kol Kamina, were you ever expecting to be Yodzeh, the Mitzvah, Pei Ben, by not giving a sufficient amount of money? The case of egel, whatever the case may be, it cannot be done. El Alab, it must be that Apal God the Shavi, the Kedan, the Lokaitzi, Lo, the Gemara brings a beautiful riot, the Gemara says, that even though it might well be five, it might well be that the Talas is five, we just haven't verified it, it's not fixed, but then the Gemara says, Lo, no, that that doesn't work. In other words, we need a Shuma. And that's why Rabbi Yosef on the bottom of Zion and was of the opinion three lines from the bottom that's Shuma, that in regards to the silk shawl, if a husband gives a wife a silk shawl and says, Ha'rad, Mekodesh has lead a silk shawl zoo that we need to know exactly how much it is and we see a raya from the world of Kedjon Ben. To that, the Gemara says halfway down as a beautiful raya for the Shita of Rabbi Yosef, look, that's not correct. de Perhaps we're talking about a case where really it's actually not Shabbat 5 Slime. What are we talking about? the Qabil Kohen The accepted it anyways. He wanted the silk shawl. He wanted the agel. He wanted the tala. He says, I know it's not 5 Slime, but I'm not Makhbit. I want to have this this garment. To me, it's worth that much money. So Therefore, it's going to work. And he says the Gemara, Rav Kahana, Shakil Sudrami He actually did this, Shabbat the great, great Amor Rav Kahana. He actually accepted this sudar, even though it was less than five slime, says the Gemara. Amar what did Rav Kahana say to the father of the baby? I don't know exactly who he's talking to. this says the Gemara. Amar lei, he said, To me, this is worth five. I don't need it to be worth five. To me, it's worth five. And Amar Rav Ashi, wait one second. This doesn't apply across the boards. Amar Abashi, wait one second. This doesn't apply across the boards. In a case like this, when Rav Kahana the Kohen, was the Kohen during the Pijanaka, and the father of the baby says, I'm hereby going to give you this uh, this head wrap, and it's going to be uh, truly really not five slime. Rav Kahana says, don't worry. To me, it's worth five slime So the reason why this is acceptable is because Rav, Hanna, Rav Kahana is someone who can't be without the sudar, without the, the wrap on his head. It was more turbanesque, some some type of wrap that was around his head. So by Rab Kahana, uh, where Pashnisht, he shouldn't walk around without the appropriate garments on. Huh? And therefore, by him, he was a coin. They didn't have a sudar. He said, By me, this is chashav to me, even though by the average person it's not. So therefore, that works for the average person low. He would not be able to accept upon himself a lower value sudar. That would not work. And says the Gemara, this is also similar. Kihada, the Baravashi, Zavan Sudra, the Rabbi Kubi, that he purchased a sudar, he purchased a head wrap from the mother of Rabbi Kubi, Shvei Asara Bitzletar. It was only worth 10, but he paid more for it. Why was he paying outside of market value? Because by him, it was Hashem's the same idea. So it does talk of work under certain circumstances that you can pay under or over market, whatever the case may be, but it only applies to certain people. All right, let's dig into some other, uh, let's dig into some other halachic sigas of Kedushan. I've been keeping track. We're learning our 17th mini sugya since the Mishnah in regards to different cases of Kiddusha. And the Gemara says over here, two thirds of the way down to the two dots' a Mana. If a man says I'd like to marry you, Haret Mana units of a hundred, and la Dinar, and he gives her one dollar out of a hundred. A dinar is one one hundredth of a mana. Hareze they're married, but the husband still has to pay the other 90, 90 nana that would then bring them to the Total. Of a hundred. My Taima. What's the reason why this is the case? Why does it work? Says the Gemara. Once he committed to a hundred, yet he only gave her one of the hundred. Says the Gemara, as a throwback to Masechah's Gittin, this is like saying Almanas. And as we learned over there in Masechah's Gittin, It's as if he's saying, right now, so then, in fact they're married. But he would then be obligated to pay the balance, the 99 remaining dinar, to bring them up to 100, to bring them up to a money. And the Gemara says, wait one second. Hang on one second. We have a brysa, two lines before the wider line. That's the, the, says, the brysa says, kachi let's say this is the ratio. We're going to label it now because we're going to have to know the difference between the ratio and the sikha. The ratio of the brysa says that when a person says, let's a person says, And he's paying a little bit every day. And then in the middle of the payment, let's say they're 42 days in, he gives her a dinar a day, she has 42 dinar and 58 left. And then somebody wants to change their mind, they want to back out. So what does the b'risa say? The b'risa says, Even if he's paid 99, but not the hundredth, even if they're right there, the din is a rushus be other he can back out. Now the ratio of this b'risa indicates very clearly that they are not married with the first dinar. We said initially in the name of Lazar that if he says a hundred and only pays one dinar, they're married and you have to be mashlam. This Brysa says that even if he paid 99 of the hundred and then he changes his mind, he can back out and they're not married. No divorce, they're not married yet. That's a big problem. That's a stereo to Lazar. It says the Gemara, how do we answer for Lazar? First of the middle with lines, 12, 15 lines from the bottom, Achidamaya, that really, Da'amar He was talking about Bemonazu there in the ratio. We're under the assumption that it was Bemonazu. The whole mana needs to be paid before you are going to be fully married. Therefore, you can back out on the 99th dinar, no problem, because you haven't fulfilled your commitments yet. Masha'in came in regards to Lazar, didn't say Bemonazu. He was talking about Bemonazu, and therefore, the second you give your first dinar, it's to it's which is my and therefore they are fully ready. the tomorrow, wait one second. I understand the ratio, but hamid I mean, the, safe of the Manizu, if the, the problem is that if the seifa was talking about bin the Manazur, then the can't be Reisha bin Manastam. How do we know that the Sefa is talking about bin Manazur, a case where it's very specific that you have to pay the whole thing at one time? Because what is the safe of that braiserie? The safe of this braiserie is as follows. If a man says to a woman, marry me with this money, specific language, and it turns out he gave her a bag of what he thought was 100 coins, it turns out that it's only 99 dinars, or one of them is made out of the wrong material, it's made out of copper. So there the Gemara says, me and say for the Sefer, the Vites, continues, Dinarah, if it was a bad Dinar, we'll learn about this in the Gemara. We don't know what Dinarah is. Then they are. They to be it says the Gemara, the Sefer is very specific in its language. As it says, on the line that starts with Li, there it says, three lines into the middle with lines. It says, which implies that the Resha is star. and if the Resha is star, then that poses a serious problem for revelation. Because the we still see the that they can get, that they can break off the relationship on the 99th. You know? But that's not what Rabbi Lazar said. Rabbi Lazar said they're married even on the first. It says the Gemara law. You, you have a total misunderstanding of the Risha and the Seif. Really? Rasha the Seif, the Amar B'manazoo. Both cases are talking about the Monazu and Rabbi is safe. Because Rabbi Lazar was talking about the and both the Risha and the Seif are talking about the No problem for Rabbi It says the Gemara. One explains the other. How so? That if a person wanted to go back, even on the 99th of the hundred dinar, no problem. They're allowed to retract because, after all, it been done. the whole hundred have to be paid in order for the divorce to take, in order for the, in order for the condition to be to take effect. But then says the Gemara Ketzad, what's the case? He go into Amar He said to her Labemanozu. This is very logical to assume that this is the right explanation of the brisa, because the If you want to assume like the Havim, you know, like the question of the gemara against Shabbosah, that the reisha is talking about the monastam So hashda Had it been that with the reisha it wasn't Kedushan. all the more so with the seva it's not going to be Kedushan. Basha that that's the case, so the brisa doesn't make any sense if you say that one's talking about the monazot. So says the Gemara, that's not a good argument either, because imi shum that's really your approach, my low area, that doesn't even why. that doesn't make any sense. Why not? Because maybe tanis le legluyer resha, maybe the tefa was only there to reveal a proper understanding of the resha. the low toma esha ben so that you shouldn't say that the ratio was talking about the monazul. Av al the monastam habuk kedushin. I might have thought that the monastam there was kedushin. Therefore, tanasef of the monazul. Mechla the reisha the monastam v'hapiglu hachi lo habuk kedushin. Therefore, we're expected it still not be a kedushin. Rebbe Lazar is uh, is doing just fine. And four lines from the bottom of Asher and Ramon the holy shimer. Now another possible approach is that when there's mon of the holy, brisa which we thought was problematic for Rebbe Initially, maybe there's a second answer to that, which is that the Brysar that we quoted was talking about Mona Bohole. That wasn't the case of Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Lazar. was talking about a case of, he gave one, that's it, we don't have any other context. But the Bryce is talking about a case of Mona Bohole where he's giving another coin every day. And says the Gemara, four lines from the bottom, okay. what was the case of the Dinar Shal we had said in the Brice in regards to Adin dinar Nechoshes, when we quoted the Sefa, let's see what we said over here. The Gemara says, in regards to the Nechoshes, that it was uh, that if one of the hundred was Nechoshes, was copper, a different material than the others, then they're not made. It says the Gemara, in three lines from the bottom. If the wife knew that there was nekoshes in it, one of the hundred was a different material, and she's okay with it, she thought about it, she accepted that they're married, pusher, that they're married. Well lotzricha must be the yavani hale Bala, that perhaps she got it at night. And then in the morning she wakes up and she realizes, no, one of the hundred is nekoshes. That's not correct. That's not a, a proper tradition. That's why it says v'anime kodeshev. Inami, or perhaps the case was, the le'i v'anime Perhaps she just found it among them. When she opened the bag, she looked inside the top layer of all the coins that were visible. To her. We're all good to go. But underneath, they found one of these Nehoshak coins. Says the Gemara, what was the example of high Dinar Ra? If, if there was a Dinar Ra, if there was a bad Dinar, so what would it then be in such a case? Says the Gemara, alone not. nothing. If you're talking about a coin that isn't even in circulation anymore, the coin is completely invalid. It's like an asti mode in Israel. It's a cute coin. Nice like to put it out on a Nobody uses them anymore. So that's true, it's no different than the misunderstanding and the misplacement of a dinar to replace it with nekoshes because that does not work at all. Ella says the Gemara, must be amara Papa, sorry it doesn't say Ella, amara Papa, what must be going on? We're talking about a coin that can be used al-yubiyadcha, that can be used the yeah, it's like Agu wrote in Israel, that even though they're really out of circulation, but the mice, if you have 10 of them, they'll probably count it as a shekel. I don't know if that's true, but at least it's a martial Um Very good. And that brings us to the two dots at the very bottom of the al Alaf. let's continue. Amar la, he's kachili bimana. A man says to a woman, I'd like you to marry me with this mana of 100. And he gave her a mashkon collateral for this. So what's the din in such a case? Says the Gemara in the Kodesh. The Mashkon does not work. As we turn to the top of Chesim Base, we'll be going to the very bottom line of Chesim Bez. Let's continue. Why is it that the Mashkon doesn't work? Because mana ain't kind. No money has changed hands. And Mashkon ain't And the collateral is zero. The collateral is not worth anything. Therefore, they're not married. Says the Gemara. Wait one second. Eswe. Ravah. Rav, Rav Nachman. Rav says to Rav Nachman. Ravah the next generation, he's fourth generation of Mahmud, was a little older. He was in the Rebbe generation. Says the Gemara, that we have a bride's son. And what does the bride's say? Kitsha mashkon mekudeshes. The exact opposite. We wanted to say in our Gemara, mona kan mashkon That if a man says, I want to get married to you with a mona, and instead he gives a mashkon, so we might have thought, have a that they are not married because mona and Mashkon income, it says the Gemara, Rabba says, you have nothing, I heard of but said, well, you say that you are, with a mashkon. Which one is it? The Gemara says, the, the no, it's not a mashkon of the husband. It's a mashkon of someone who gave something to the husband such that if the original person defaults, then the mashkon becomes his. That has more value than a stand mashkon than my personal mashkon. That's the mashkon you gave me so that you'll pay me back. One way or the other, I'm getting money back based on your mashkon. But if the mashkoon is mine, that's not correct. That doesn't work. And that's how he explains the b'raith sound. Uchidah Reb Yitzchak. Chesem. The base three lines down. Gamar Reb Yitzchak. Minayam la Baal Chov. Shethorn a mashkoon. How do we know that under certain circumstances, a Baal Chov can acquire a mashkoon? Says the Gemara. Shene'emar. Ulochotziya tzedakah. Imeinu kone tzedakah minayam. If there is no kenyan, then tzedakah minayam. How can it be? that it's going to be considered tzedakah. So what that means is that if Ruvein gives Shimon a mashkon, so because Shimon, one way or the other, is either getting back the original money or the first person, Ruven, will default and then I get to keep the mashkon. So if that's used for Kedushim, that actually works. And says the Gemara, They had agreed to pay, to buy an Amsa and made servant with a certain coinage. But they actually, when they agreed to it, they thought they had enough uh, money in the pushka. They didn't have enough money. They, uh, they agreed to pay in quarters and all they had were, were dying. So what they did is OCV, Nisqa, instead of Preeti, they paid the silver, whatever. It's a replacement uh, cost. It says the Gemara, the Sofa, Aikir Amsa, at the end of the day, the Amsa became more expensive. And the nascha, the silver that was used, was really a and It was there just to replace the preti. That was his initial intent of how he wanted to pay. It says the Gemara, they didn't know what to do. The buyers and sellers didn't agree anymore. The buyers were, were thrilled because they paid a lower amount. The sellers were very unhappy because they're not getting their money's worth. It says the Gemara, nothing doing. This is the same principle that we saw at the top of the page. That when the mashkong is my mashkong to defend me, that does not work in regards to transactions. But when I have a mashkong from somebody else and I use that to move in your direction, that actually does work. Says the Gemara, a quarter of the way down, Tanu Ravana. We're going to see now a number of different cases. Our 19th sugya in regards to Kiddushin. Says the Gemara, Tanu Rabbanon, Nishkachirigamana, Haratnik, Kudeshas, Ligamana, Zukadas, Moshadisra. The Talto is ola or wow, not a great reaction. And she takes it and she throws it into the water or into the fire. the whole or anything that causes for a loss, says the Gemara in the Mekudeshes. I think that's pretty obvious. She clearly doesn't want to be married to you, says the Gemara. What if it wasn't into the yam? What if it was right in front of him? Says the Gemara, who If in fact he threw it, he threw it down right in front of him. Would that be a Kiddushan? You could imagine the scene under one of our chopas. You go to Avterasayama. I read Mikudesha the uh, Tabas Moshe She takes the ring and she throws it on the ground in front of him. The implication of our Gemara is that because we said it's Enei Mikudesha, which, Mikudesha is when she throws it into the Yam. Perhaps it's Mikudesha is when she throws it down in front of the chasen. It says the Gemara, what she's saying to him is, Shaqiyalobayim. I don't want this. He says the Gemara. what must we be saying over here? But that's not possible. It must be. Lo mi boya karma. Our inference is incorrect. And really, all cases would be in the Kudoshas. If she throws it into the yam or the or or even if she throws it down under the field. why? Because low mi boya a third of the way down, eight lines before the white lines. boya kame kedushin. It's Pashak that if she threw it down in front of him, it would not be a kiddushin. yam, Ziractal the or. I might have said that if she threw it into the into the water or if she threw it into fire to ruin it, Emma, I might have thought that since, had it been when there was no Kedushin, she would have had to repay him for ruining the Kedushin, whatever he used for Kedushin, Kedushin Kodesh must be that they're actually married. It says the Gemara, that's not the case. And in fact, they're married. And why then would we assume that she did such a thing? It says the Gemara, after, the reason she did this is, sabra, she thought as follows. A little bit of a litmus test to see what, what the Midos are. Uh, Adam is measured the kisa, the the So here she was measuring him based on his kasa. I and mean, says third of to the way down, <speaking in foreign language> I'm just testing. I'm just testing. So I might have thought that they're married, Kamash on, in the Under all circumstances, they're not married. Next case. two lines before the white woman. Let's say that a man says to a woman, marry me with Amara. And she says give this to my father or to your father, says the Gemara, no dice, they're not for me. Unless, of course, I appoint him that way. Al-Menashi, believe it. specifically is that way, that it's for me, no problem at all. damn great, I understand. Tana, the Brisa then says, Abba, uh, in the Resha when it says, you can't even use my own father, that teaches me the Kiddush, that even though he's my father and he's invested, the tradition, doesn't work. And, and in the end, when it says, Avicha, his father, that teaches us the Kiddush of the end, that even though it's his father, that she can use her father-in-law as a Shleach, which is a Shlech the Let's say they get engaged with a manna, and she says to Nam Leploni, give it to a random person, like to Abba or to in the Kedushas. What about Ammonashe Kablin? What if he, she says, it's on condition that Ploni Elmore were to receive the condition for me, then in fact, they are married. It says the Gemara, the obvious question, why do we need both of these? You taught me the case of Abba B'abi, where they're not allowed to receive it without me making it a conditional aspect that they're basically nice looking. It says the Gemara, the We need both cases, the case of Abba B'abi and the case of Ploni." Why do we need both cases? the father two thirds of the way down. The and If we only have the case of my father, she says, my father or your father, and we said Ainu unless it's conditional. awesome The reason why, when it Almanas for a father, the reason why we trust them is because the Samcha Daita Eliy. It's pressure, That's because she, it's mishpacha. We trust the father and the father and We trust them wholeheartedly. That's why they're married. Who's plony? This guy's random. I mean, unless it's super crystal clear, she. So, therefore, possible possibility that it does a little bit of a shvar, svar, and a gemar because why can't it function as a shvar? And the and plony, if I only would have had the case of cloning the case where the second case that was presented in the middle of the page who only here do we say the Perhaps it would be different because we don't trust Ploni because this woman is close to her father and presumably her father-in-law so we needed to have both cases. Next case. getting to the end of the da, eight lines from the bottom of the page on The Gemara says a man proposes with a man, and she says, She says, Put it down on a rock. Not unreasonable. So Maybe our woman was very scared that her husband is going to touch her. That's not our minag. Our minag is that we hold the ring carefully, and the woman places her finger into the center of the ring we try not to touch. Okay? If there is a touch, it happens, but we're not concerned about that. But we don't tell a woman that they need to put it down on something. It says, The umar, the naamikudeshas. However, it was her Sela. She owned the rock, her property, her rock, her table, whatever. But Bibi Adakasha, hold on one second, I don't understand. What if it's something that they both own even, let's say that they're under the table at Atar Sayala. There's a table there and the table is owned 50-50 by the Chasnon, by the he says uh, He says to her, I read the, Kudoshes, the, the, Kudosh, the but she, she's sick and she doesn't want him to touch or get near her. And she says, just put it down on the table. So the thing is, Tequ, we really don't know. Are they both on the table we don't. If it's her table, for sure yes. If it's his table, for sure no. Next case. He's, Kach, you the key card. want you to marry me for, with this loaf of bread. That's what I'm using for Kiddushan. He responds, "Nehu the kelev. Give it to the dog that's chasing after me. Ain't in the But had it been her dog, then they would be there." So he's, the boy, rab, what would be the din if the kele was running after her? Now, this is different, because then when he says, give it to the dog, it may well be to save her life. Perhaps by throwing this uh, kedushin bread, this Kedushan kikar to the dog to save her life, perhaps that's enough of the hanoah for them to be considered married. Therefore, now they're married. Or perhaps, Matsui she can say to this man, your job is to protect me. You're obligated to save me in such a case. Take it, we don't know the answer to that question. And last but not least for today, and she says, and then they have to give it to a poor person. And says, Even an Ani who's a regular by this woman he comes every day, she gives him food. And today, she just redirects the kiddushin. They're still not married. Why not? Says the Gemara, my time. But because Amrale, she can say to the husband who's proposing, just like I'm obligated to feed him, so are you. The fact that I help him doesn't mean he's my Ani. He's still your Ani. And that's our job, is to make sure that we don't overlook the other. So therefore, in such a case, where she allocates the portion of bread that was used for condition to anointing, that's just not a rhyme that their Mekudah shall send them back their mouth. We'll stop right here, and the Eretz Hashem will pick up tomorrow, Tuesday morning, at the very bottom line of Del base to learn Tess at 7 a.m., wishing you all a